It's the Garden Nerd Tip of the Week podcast. I'm Christy Wilhelmy sporting the super sexy head cold voice today. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us and welcome to our new format where we spend time chatting with expert garden guests to ask for their favorite tip. My guest today is Dana Morgan of Los Angeles Bread Bakers, LABB for short. She is the event organizer for LABB and runs monthly pizza and bread baking events at the Westchester Community Oven with her husband, Paul, who we affectionately call the Oven Master. Uh, Dana is an expert sourdough bread baker, and she retired from academia as an English professor at Santa Monica College and now is a master gardener at Emerson Avenue Community Garden. Uh, we have so much to talk about, Dana. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Christy. Yeah, so in the interest of full disclosure, I think we should let everyone know <laughs> that I was one of your first uh, organic vegetable gardening instructors, and yes. you were and are my sourdough bread mentor. Yes. So we have this, this entwined relationship. It's a, it's a fair exchange, <laughs> yes, I think. It is. So um, I wanted to ask, what was your path from gardening to bread? Or were they simultaneous? From gardening to bread. I think I found out about Los Angeles bread bakers mm -hmm. first. And then when I discovered it was not just about baking bread, but they were growing wheat, I had already been gardening. And I thought, whoa, the whole thing. I could do it. I could plant the seed, grow the wheat, choose the wheat I want to grow, and find how to harvest it, and then take that grain that I grew. Mm-hmm hopefully in my front yard, and make bread into it. I, I mean, the whole process, I wanted to have, do it all. Right. It's so yeah. Rosalind Creasy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> From seed to, to loaf. To loaf, exactly. Yes. And I, and that's something, so I, I have a tiny amount of space that I dedicate to growing wheat, a crop of some kind of grain every year. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have more than a tiny spot to grow. Where, where are you growing wheat? So this year, I had a project at Wish Charter School. I grew grain, grew wheat, Sonora wheat, Ooh. with um, four classes, three classes of fourth graders. Oh, my God. 4A, 4B, and 4C, and they each <laughs> had their own little plot. How and big were they? About two by eight. Two by no, eight. No, maybe three by eight. Three by eight. Okay, yes, so that's not big. Eight. So we planted the seed in October. Actually, I developed a curriculum for this, which uh, this is the second school that has really put it through its full uh, every month. Right. You did a Mark Twain Middle School, right? Mm-hmm. I did Mark Twain Middle School, but mostly they were on their own. Okay. Um, I did Playa Vista Elementary School. I went through the whole project with them. They have these giant concrete beds, and we planted Sonora, Red Fife, and Glen. Oh. And, and so it's a relatively small space. Like, I grow in a 4x4, four four, which mm -hmm. is essentially 16 square feet. Yes. And I end up with about two to three cups of grain as a harvest in mm -hmm. the end. Mm -hmm. And what would you end up with? Well, probably um, two or three pounds, I think, oh. we're going to end up with. And uh, my neighbor, I, we, Paul, actually just got my neighbor to do it, to Ooh. grow Kamut. And he... Came over to my front door the other night with a big jar of kamut, and he said, "I have one this size as well." And he only grew a couple rows oh, cool. of corn, uh, not corn of wheat. And uh, he's very excited, and he'll do it again. Nice. So, I like that. You know, why not grow wheat in your front yard? Right. Exactly. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, it, and that's one reason to grow it repeatedly. Now, when I, I got very excited about different varieties, I got a, a lot of different seed from people. 
uh, some vavilov and some black wheat and some, you know, some that were supposed to grow eight feet tall and, oh, wow. and some amazing things. And uh, it got too watered too much at Emerson. The oh. first year I did it, I grew it along the fence and the, the sports field on the other side was watering during the summer. Mm-hmm. It just got too much water. It was not a good thing. It got moldy. It was not a good situation. Oh. And then towards the end, of course, all the animals came and had a party and took all the grain. Yeah, but I noticed. So this year I'm growing kamut myself, and I noticed that the rats have not taken a liking to it yet. Knock wood, it is the middle of May. Um, is it ripe? It's ripe. Mm-hmm. It's turned brown. There's a little twinge of green left, but it's mostly ripe, and they haven't taken it down like they have with all my other crops. Is, uh, as I recall, it's a sturdier stem, correct? Maybe they can't it's, knock it over as well. It's leaning, but it's not fallen over, mm-hmm. so it's interesting. The lodging is the problem. Yeah. When it's lying on the ground and then somebody discovers it right. and they go tell their friends. And they all come and snack. Yeah, let's have a party. Yeah, that's fine. And they get fat. Right. Right. Uh, so, so it is. It does not come without its uh, issues, its mm-hmm. little struggles. But for the most part, it's very satisfying to grow this grain. Yeah. I just made two loaves of bread with the Turkish red wheat that I grew last year. Oh, that's great! So satisfying, and I've yes. grown Sonora, yes. which is great for crackers and that kind of thing. Yes. Great. So great for cookies, great for shortbreads. Right, and you oh. make great things with your grains. So this yes. leads to my my next question. Um, it's a two part question. What are your favorite grains to bake with, and what are your favorite grains to grow? Because those are probably yes. two different answers. So, because of my, who you mentioned, yes. uh, we're discovering new grains and new flavors. Um, you know, I've the ch- everything I've tried, I thought is pretty great. You know, charcoal from I have to mention Nan Kohler at Griston Toll, right. who has introduced me to many <clears throat> wonderful grains and also how to use them. Sonora will always be a favorite for cookies and pastries. It's just wonderful and delicious. It's and flavorful light. and light, and it doesn't have a lot of gluten, so it's not. Uh, so it, it's yeah. just. It's great for pie crust, great for a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I also like rye. If I could, you know, I would like to grow rye as well. It doesn't do very well because I think it needs to be a little bit colder than it is here. Okay. Um, there's so many that I really like. I like the Glen. I like the Triple Four. I, you know, there's almost everything. I don't think I've met one that I really well, right. didn't like the grain of. Um, uh, emmer and some of those older grains are very difficult to clean. Right. So that's ha, we've decided we're not going to do that. My husband would sit there, put doing a one by one. To I clean know. Them. I know. It's too hard. It's very hard. Yeah. And you, when you when you clean grain with your student, because this is the time of year yeah. when we're almost ready to harvest. We have harvested with the fourth grade. Oh, you have. So we have. I have three bags. 4A, 4B, 4C, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the seed heads in them. Mm-hmm. The next step will be threshing and winnowing. And if we get another date, you know, the teachers have to give us the students to do this with. So, but we've done it at SMC where we've grown wheat, and I've got them growing wheat every year. They just, they're just crazy about it. That's the club grow at Santa Monica club College. Grow. Yes, yeah, they're enthusiastic. A, they're very enthusiastic. So, what we discovered last time was using the hairdryer and the Cuisinart. We use this is my this is I my, love this. You know, I, YouTube comes up with things and you go, Will that work? I don't know. I tried it and it actually does work. So an old Cuisinart and I actually was able to get a new uh, food uh, processor processor because I got 
I ruined my Cuisinart oh, with the wheat. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> we ground up the wheat right in the Cuisinart with the metal blade, not the plastic blade. Okay. And all of the chaff comes off. Then we put it in a giant big salad bowl, pointed a hair dryer at it, and blew the chaff away. Technology. And swirled that bowl, and in the bottom was beautiful, clean, clean seeds and that's of wheat. Cuisinart does not chop up the grain. No. That's bizarre. I love that. That's a fantastic solution because I, like Paul, clean that, I de-seed, you know, de-hull yes. those grains one stalk at a time. Yeah. And it's, it's annoying. very clean. Now, <laughs> I tell the kids, when we clean this, you have to ask yourself, what does the baker want? Yeah. The baker doesn't want any pieces of chaff, no stones, no weed seeds. Mm-hmm. And I have re- returned grain to people who have, I bought it from when I've seen a lot of uh, unclean grain. In right, there. right. Great. This is awesome. Okay, so this is the the whole point of growing grains is to make sourdough bread, really. And tell us about sourdough and why it's so important because you really articulate this well. Okay, so I'm a big fan of sourdough. I you know, I would say sourdough sort of runs my life. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's that question Am I domesticating it or is it running me? So I think it kind of runs my life, my timing and my schedule, my week is all centered around the sourdough and baking. I mix bread every Monday and every Tuesday, but what makes it really great? It makes wheat digestible, makes the nutrients available to the body, Mm -hmm. um, breaks down some of the problems in wheat that some people have. You know, it's not good for celiacs, but it really does make make wheat more digestible. Makes it more digestible, yeah. And also, sourdough does, you know, if you're going to, if you want to bake a whole grain bread, that means milling it mm-hmm. from the from the whole grain and mixing it with a sourdough starter. Mm-hmm. If you try to get it to ferment well with yeast without sourdough, you won't be as successful. You'll get that four-pound brick. Well, you can get a fluffy loaf, but it, it just helps everything break down. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's also a very slow process. So, like I said, my life is timed around (laughs) sourdough. I know. I have to back out for, you know, a day Mm -hmm. when I'm going to start the starter, and then 12 hours later, Mm -hmm. I'm going to mix the bread, and then Mm -hmm. I'll, you know, block out the morning for turning and stretch and folds. That's right. And then I can shape it and put it in the fridge, and then I'm out. Yeah. So I've been baking sourdough bread for a little over five years now, I've realized. Yay! I know. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) I mean, I'm committed yeah, you are. And I took your sourdough bread-making class that you held in January of 2016 because I was determined to get over my fear <laughs> of killing sourdough starter, which yeah. is a thing, you know? Yes, I mean, I people know. are like, I can't take care of one more thing. And it really, it really opened my eyes to how re- uh, resilient starter can be. Yeah, it's very forgiving. You know, people have very technical formulas and percentages and things like that. But, you know, basically it's flour and water. Right. And equal parts. In equal parts. And it's kind of messy <clears throat> and kind of gooey and you watch it bubble. And, you know, people should enjoy it. Yeah. Watch the pro- Enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy the process, don't make bread. <laughs> I agree. And it's so satisfying, I think, to get that fluffy loaf out of whole grains because I... I've been making bread since I was 18. Yeah. When I and I won't say how long ago that was. Me too. Uh, a long time. Mm-hmm. And and so the the idea is that when you because I had a bread maker 
when I started, and it would I'd get the four pound brick because I tried to wanted I wanted it to be whole grain, and it would be this dense brick that was really hard to eat, and and I. I tried a couple of other things. I, I knew early on I never wanted to knead a loaf of bread, but when I discovered the no-knead stuff that mm-hmm, came in mm-hmm. uh, in the early aughts, you know, people were starting to... Jim Leahy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They started cool. introducing no-knead bread, and I was like, wait a second, this is cool. Yeah. And your method is similar. I mean, it's, it's basically no-knead. It's stretch and fold, which yeah, is, like, very hands-off. Turns, few turns, we call it. And... You know, it's easy. It really doesn't take much time. If you're doing other things in the house, you know, I go in and out and garden and wash my hands mm-hmm. a few times <laughs> during right. the day to make sure everything's clean. And it, it just becomes part of, like I say, it becomes part of your schedule. You know, I really have to give credit to Chad Robertson and his book Tartine, Tartine. for, you know, he fulfilled his mission, which is to help people learn to make restaurant-quality bread at home. He sure did. It's incredible. It's almost, yeah. it's completely foolproof, I think. I mean, even a bad loaf tastes amazing. It's even good. if it comes out horrible. If it looks ugly, it'll still taste it good. It still tastes good. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. So uh, so that's, that's we're infatuated with sourdough. And, uh, and I don't know that I would ever go back to a bread maker or anything like that. No, once in a while I'll use a bread maker. Actually, I put it way up high on the shelf, so it was harder to get down. <laughs> but I do sometimes make yeast breads. Oh. And I do a pandemie. Oh, and, you made you know, that recently. I made that recently. And um, I burnt one up in the bread oven, actually. <laughs> <laughs> a cinnamon one. I'll bet it tasted good, though. We ate every bit of it, yeah. even though it looked ugly and burnt. Right. It, we, we just this, cut the crust off. That yeah. was it. Every once in a while, the wood-fired oven goes a little stir-crazy. And we, fry, we basically charbroil everything that's in there. But you cut it open, and it's still delicious. Yeah. It's like burnt on the outside, but the inside is perfect. Yes. So it's it's Very a true. it's a living organism almost. Yes. You know that would fire oven, oven. Oven as well as the bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes the oven takes over. Right. So given this uh, this conversation about sourdough, what mm-hmm. is a tip you would like to share with the garden nerd audience? Okay. So your gardeners, right? Yes. Not so much bread bakers. If you haven't baked sourdough bread before, give it a chance. I guess that's, is that a tip? It's sort of a recommendation. Don't be scared. If Christy can get over it. Absolutely. We all can. So um, it's not, you know, people will tell me that, you know, oh, I have a sourdough starter that's 100 years old that was passed down from my great-grandmother. And the truth of the matter is, you know, you bring it from San Francisco down to L.A. In a few weeks, it's going to be L.A., starter, not San Francisco right. starter. because the bacterias and, and yeasts in our air are different. Well, it's actually on the grain. We used to think it was mostly in the air. It's uh-huh. actually mostly on the grain. Oh, do tell. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's where the yeast is. Okay. On the, on the grain. It's on the grain. And, um, and if you were to recommend a mill to someone who wanted to mill their own homegrown mm. grains, do you have a favorite? Uh, I have a Como mill, and I have a the new mock mill. And the, the standing model, right? Yes, I yeah the mock mill that's a standing model, which I I won in a raffle, surprisingly. Wonderful, wonderful, and as you did too. I won the <laughs> the, won the mock mill that attaches to the KitchenAid. So oh, we're that's both, a different. Okay, we're both recipients of yes, the mock mill. I really like the mock mill. Uh, if you're trying out milling, mm-hmm. I think it's a good. It's not a big investment, a right. couple hundred dollars. Yeah, and it does a great job. 
um, I, I would say go for it. It's as it's just not very expensive for what you can get out of it. You know, I would re really go with the mock mill, this new standing model. That's kind of light, yeah. and it's it's lot much lighter than my Como mill. And does your model have a an oat flaker or whatever you call that? You know, the thing that that presses no. oats that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I have a separate oat flaker. You do. Of course you do. I bought a separate oat flaker because I thought that was so fascinating, and I thought I would use it all the time, uh -huh. but it got put away. Oh. There's just too much. I was going to ask if you grow oats or have grown oats. I haven't, but it's something I would be willing to take on. Nice. Yeah. And just one more question, because I know you were working, were you working with community grains for a while, or you growing a test plot somewhere? No, uh-uh. Okay. Well, a long time ago, LABB grew some test plots oh, okay. at, on Maggie's farm. That's right. But that's that was, was at the very beginning. Okay. It didn't work out very well. Oh, no. The squirrels got most of it. Oh, damn squirrels. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dana, for sharing that expert tip. I think, you know, really encouragement is as valuable as any kind of, you know, secret because people are afraid. Well, you know, Christy, I don't like to think there are secrets. I think that we can all, uh, about bread baking. Yeah. Right? right? Just like gardening. Let's share all our secrets. And I was going to say... The, that's what you do so well. Well, thank you. You share your secrets. <laughs> I do share my secrets. And I was going to say that the fear of killing your starter is also really null and void because once you get involved with bread baking, there's always going to be somebody else around you who has starter. Right. And I've had... Like, I've gotten a new starter from you when I accidentally left mine too long. Yes unfed and it grew mold and it was smelled more like cheese than wine which is not the kind of smell you want your starter to have no. and I recently gave some starter to another bread baker who had the same problem yeah. so it's it's really not hard to start over and even if you do have to start over yeah. it's easy it's a matter of yes. what five days five to seven days yeah, people so. think it's very difficult to make sourdough starter. It's not. Yeah. It's not hard. Can you it, describe it just for, for our listeners? I'm giving you more tips very, to give. Here's, here's a real <laughs> simple tip. Mix flour and water in equal amounts, mm -hmm. okay, in a, in a container that's glass or pottery, you know, that's glazed. Don't use metal. And you can leave it out on the counter with a cloth over the top of it. And then the next day, you're going to remove half of it and add equal amounts of flour and water. Next day you can do the same thing and eventually you will have a bubbly, wonderful, percolating starter to use for your bread. And it's just out About on the five counter. five days. Five days. Yeah. yeah. Really not temperature. And then managing it is a, whole, is a longer story. Okay. We'll do that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get people started and then they can manage it from there. Because there are different ways to manage. Yes, there are many different ways to manage. All right. Thank you so much, Dana, for being on the Gardener Tip of the Week podcast. Thank you. All right. It's great to be here. <laughs> great. All right, Garden Nerds, you'll find more information about Los Angeles bread bakers on GardenNerd.com this week. We'll share links to the next pizza and bread bake for locals, and we'll post a video to give you an inside look at one of Dana's sourdough bread making classes. That's it for this week. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. Visit us for tons of gardening information at GardenNerd.com. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter under GardenNerd1, on Facebook as GardenNerd.com, and of course, our GardenNerd YouTube channel. Happy gardening! <laughs>